This is Asian Insider and I'm Nirmal Ghosh. Now, de facto autonomous zones in northern Myanmar, mainly Shan State and Ba State, have for some years now been the epicenter of methamphetamine production in Asia. But in recent years, production has exploded. And this has been deeply concerning and frankly really does not get the wider attention it deserves. If you think this does not affect you, by the way, I could probably almost guarantee that meth can be found and maybe quite easily within a few miles of where you live because meth from this region has been found across the Indo-Pacific. In December 2017, 1.2 tons was found in Perth, Australia. In March 2019, 2.1 tons were seized in Johor, Malaysia. And last month, September, the Indian Coast Guard in the Andaman Islands seized a boat coming from Myanmar heading down to Southeast Asia with over one ton of crystal meth on board. That's just a few samples. And we all know that seizures are the tip of the iceberg. It may be a cliche, but it is true in this case. Meth is so profitable that losing a ton or two here and there hardly matters when you are dealing in billions of dollars. And here we have a story. I have a printout here today from Reuters with great detail on a syndicate run by a China-born Canadian national. His name is Tsir Chi Lom, suspected of leading a vast transnational drug trafficking operation formed out of an alliance of five triads whose members call it the company. Now, according to the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime, the UNODC, this syndicate, this syndicate is raking in anywhere from $8 billion to over $17.7 billion a year from the Asia-Pacific meth trade, trafficking drugs from Japan to Australia and New Zealand while living large in Hong Kong and Macau. Now, this is a massive and very complex problem. It feeds off conflict zones, it is lubricated by corruption, it undermines societies from within. The question is, what can be done? We have on the line Inchik Sim, Research Officer for Illicit Drugs at the UNODC in, based in Bangkok, Thailand. Mr. Sim, thank you for making time for us. I know you're dreadfully busy at the best of times. Uh, no, no, Neymar. Thank you so much for inviting me for this uh, talk. Thank you. Thank you. Now, this news of the syndicate run by this person, Serchi Lop, seems to be the first time that such a big name has surfaced. How, what do you hope to see happen now? Uh, you're right. Uh, there were a few times that uh, so-called drug kingpin uh, were named in Asia, but not like this person. Uh, this syndicate and had it by uh, Say Lab deserves the true drug kingpin title in Asia. Uh, of course, what we need to see is uh, to bring him to the justice, and then he need to face the consequences of the crime that he committed. And more, more, moreover. Um, it is important that countries to understand there will be other criminal syndicates who will happy to take over his position uh, because the demand of this drug in the region is really high. Uh, as long as we cannot deal with this demand, there will be another, uh, say, slab number two will take over this market. So meth production is mainly out of Shan and Wa states in Myanmar, in northern Myanmar, and it keeps expanding. What is lacking in the regional response to this? How do we stop this? How do we stem the flow? Uh, these are great questions. Uh, from UNODC's point of view, we really need to work on precursor chemical control. Uh, because Asia uh, is the global uh, production hub for uh, chemicals, uh, because of that, there is abundance of chemicals that can be readily available for the manufacture of synthetic drugs, especially methamphetamine. Uh, there are uh, national and uh, national international control put in place 
to control precursor chemicals. However, it has not been worked properly. Because of that, these chemicals continuously diverted and trafficked to area uh, to area where the mass production is ongoing at the moment. Uh, country need to understand that precursor chemical control is the most important part of the drug supply reduction. Now, out there in Bangkok, this is on your doorstep. Literally, it's up north. If you had 30 seconds to put out a message on what needs to be done by governments across the region, what would it be? What is the key? Uh, it would not be an overstatement to say this the threat posed by illicit drug uh, is one of the most significant problems uh, in terms of security as well as public health across countries in East and South Asia as well as the Pacific. Uh, countries need to better control precursor chemicals and they need to simply recognize problem at the moment, but they need to put their actions into concrete solution. The countries report the record amount of methamphetamine seizures. But on the other hand, we haven't heard of the record amount of precursor chemical seizures. Uh, it clearly uh, shows that the countries put much more emphasis on seizures of fi finished products instead of the precursor chemicals. Okay, excellent point. Mr. Sim, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Okay, so now we cross over to Straits Times Indochina Bureau Chief Tan Huiyi, also in Bangkok. Huiyi, hi, good to see you. Hi, Namal. So, Huiyi, tell us, what is the extent of meth use in Thailand and how is it affecting Thais? Well, in Thailand, the most common form of meth is uh, yaba. That's a mixture of meth and caffeine. So Yabar is seen as a working-class pill. It's uh, taken by truck drivers or laborers to boost the energy levels when they're working. So um, according to one estimate, about 400,000 people in Thailand took Yabar in 2016. That's about 8.7 people out of every 1,000 persons in Thailand. Uh, so the vast majority of drug users who seek help at treatment centers are Yabar users. So, you know, Thailand for the longest time, it's taken a tough approach to drug use. So that ended up filling its prisons with drug users without doing much to tackle the source of the drug. Just three years ago, the government changed its policy to focus on rehabilitating drug users and trying to create community support for them. Um, experts say that there needs to be more effort into tracing and removing the source of the drugs rather than actually seizing drugs per se. See, the optics are good if you can seize a few million Yaba pills and put them on display before the media. But the problem is there's a lot more where it came from and it's coming from across the border in Myanmar. So there needs to be more cross-border coordination among drug officials. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about the state of affairs uh, in Shan State where the, most of the meth is produced. How does it contribute to, how does the, con the conflict contribute to the drug trade and... Can Thailand actually do anything about it? Shan State plays a huge role in the world's drug trade. The civil war there between different ethnic armed groups and the Myanmar military creates conducive grounds for the production of meth. Both militias aligned with the Myanmar military as well as armed groups are said to be funded by drug money. Now, bear in mind that these border areas are essentially autonomous zones uh, where drug enforcement officials find difficult to enter. So there you have drug labs that operate with near impunity. They are pumping out huge quantity, quantities of meth pills every day. 
uh, even armed groups and militias not directly involved in producing these drugs tax the drug producers. So there's a huge disincentive on the part of all sides to lay down their arms. And the consequences of this, apart from dragging out the civil war, is that it worsens corruption and addiction. Now, can Thailand do anything about it? Um, I think that's still work in progress. There's uh, been discussions that have been going on that's been um, uh, coordinated by the UNODC and as also among drug officials in ASEAN. Um, but as far as I know, there's a lot that still needs to be done. So I've seen some concern about money laundering and trafficking in Laos and Cambodia. In fact, the U.S. Treasury has sanctions against the owners of the King's Romans Casino, which you can see just across the Mekong from Thailand in Laos. Now, there's an extraordinary proliferation of casinos, in particular in Cambodia. Is there something going on there that we should be aware of? Well, certainly, there have been questions about governance standards of these casinos for some time. Way back in 2003, for example, Singapore rejected Naga Corp's attempt to list on its stock exchange over money laundering concerns. Uh, Naga Corp, as you know, is one of the biggest casino operators in Cambodia. It was eventually listed in Hong Kong. Now, in uh, February this year, the Financial Action Task Force added Cambodia to its grey list. That means the country is on its global watch list for lacking enough measures to counter money laundering. Both Laos and Cambodia have a string of casinos by their borders that target foreigners. In Cambodia, there's been a huge jump in the number of casinos in Sihanoukville. That's a seaside town that attracts a lot of Chinese investment. So yes, there is definitely more room for closer monitoring of these casinos. Okay, Huyi, thank you very much for your time. Grateful for joining us. Thank you, Nama. Right, so now the conflict in northern Myanmar has been going on for decades, for generations, with ethnic minorities fighting the Myanmar government. It is a question of identity, of preserving their own culture and independence and autonomy. Many of these areas are controlled by ethnic armies and militias, some of which actually work with corrupt elements in the Tatmadaw. That is what the experts say, Tatmadaw being the Burmese armed forces. And they depend for their revenue on natural resources, in many cases, endangered species, timber, jade, and of course, drugs, and in particular, meth. Now, given that these actual conflicts are very difficult to resolve and peace is really nowhere in sight, there is not that much regional governments can do to control the production of meth. But there is one thing they can do, which you heard from Inchik Sim earlier, which is curb the supply of precursors, the chemicals you need to produce the meth. Now, most of these precursor chemicals come from China, but some come from India, Thailand, and Vietnam. So it is those governments that really have to, have to up the game and curb the flow of precursor chemicals. Thanks for joining us, and see you next week. This is Asian Insider, and I'm Nirmal Ghosh.